Welcome to today's podcast. My name is John Pride, and I trust you will be blessed by what you hear. May God impart his knowledge, reveal his understanding, and give you his wisdom as you live the wisdom of God. Now, I mentioned earlier about the number of plagues. The word plague was used 95 times in the Old Testament, four in the New. The word plagued with a D, it's a verb, the plagued people were six times in the Old Testament and zero in the New Testament. The word plagues, plural, was 11 times in the Old and 12 in the New. We're total of 112 times, all three of them, in the Old Testament and 16 in the New Testament. And a total, like I mentioned earlier, 128 times in the Bible total. The basic meaning of each of the words were very similar, as I mentioned earlier. One Hebrew word meant pestilence. You, you read, heard the word pestilence, P-E-S-T-I-L-E-N-C-E. And this pe word pestilence is a deadly or virulent, V-I-R-U-L-E-N-T, virulent, epidemic disease. Now, now, the word virulent means highly infective or deadly. Doesn't that describe coronavirus to the T? I'll go over it again. A pestilence, and that's what some of these words plagues meant specifically in the Hebrew, which is a deadly or highly infective or deadly epidemic disease. In other words, it spreads quickly, spreads wild. And that's exactly what this is. Another Hebrew word meant an affliction or a disease. The word used in Leviticus a lot is the same word used in the Psalms 91.10 that we'll look at here in just a moment. Neither shall any plague come near your dwelling in, in Psalms 91.10. And another Hebrew word meant plague, which is an epidemic disease that causes high mortality. It describes what we're going through. High mortality or high, high number of deaths. The definition of plague, this is the definition of, of plague itself, an infectious epidemic disease, any widespread affliction, that is disease, calamity, which is a grievous affliction, adversity or misery, or evil, especially as a direct punishment by God. The definition of plague, that was in the, the Webster's Dictionary. God has much to say about plagues. They occurred numerous times in the, in the history of the Bible. Now, I've got one example. There was like say 128 different uses of the, where the word appeared in the Bible, 126. But this one, I picked out one from the time being. We may go over some additional ones later on in, in different segments. But for the time being, uh, this one is found in Leviticus chapter 26 in the King James Version, uh, verses 13 through 46. And I'll hit the highlights because there's quite a few verses here. But my point here is, or my objective, is to point out what, this is one example of why a plague was sent or used uh, by God. And so I want to understand the nature of God. What makes, what pleases God and what displeases God? It sounds pretty simple. What pleases God, obviously we want to do. But what displeases God, we want to not do. So I wanted to study the, these, these plagues and find out what displeases God or what actually, to the next degree, angers God to the point of actually sending plagues. In so other words, we can draw some conclusion as far as the plague that was sent today. 
why, what angers God uh, in, the, in the Bible with the examples that they've given us, what angered him back in those days to the point that he actually released a plague on the people. And this is just one example here, uh, but there's others that we'll go over later on. Now it says here, I am the Lord your God, which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt. So this is after when they brought them out of bondage in Egypt, when they were slaves to the Egyptians. He says that, there's a reason, you should not be their bondsmen or their slaves. And I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you go upright. He's freedom. But he says, if, there's a condition here, if you will not hearken, he says, because this gets, this gets pretty bad here later. If you will not hearken. Now the word hearken is very important. It's mentioned numerous times through this, this passage. The word hearken in the Hebrew means to not only hear, because when you say hearken, you're thinking, hearken, I'm listening. No, that's the first step in hearken. The word hearken here means not only to hear, but most importantly, to obey. It's a two-step. You hear and obey. So this, the, the obedience part of it is the most important part, because a lot of us hear, but we have to choose to obey. We have to follow up on it. So he says, but if you will not hearken, in other words, if you will not listen and obey his commands, he says unto me, God, and will not do all these commandments. They actually have to perform them, do the commandments. And if ye shall despise my statutes, despise, his statutes, or if your soul abhors or hates my judgments so that you will not do all of my commandments, but you, that you break my covenant. Now that's a serious matter when you're breaking this covenant. I also will do this unto you. And this is where it gets ugly. I and God, I, God, will even appoint over you terror, consumption, and the burning goo that shall consume the eyes and cause sorrow of heart, and you shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it, and I will set my face against you, and you shall be slain before your enemies. They that hate you shall reign over you, and you shall flee when one, when done pursueth you. And if you will not yet, he's going to give them another chance. If you will not yet, all after all that, if you're still not hearkening, which means listening, hearing, and obeying his commandments unto God, he says, unto me, if you will not, then I, God, will punish you seven times more for your sins. It gets seven times worse. That's how important it is to God, that we keep his commandments, we keep his judgments, we do not despise his statutes, we hearken, this that's the most important part, listen, hear and obey his commandments. Then I will punish you sometimes more than your sins and I will break the pride of your power and I will make your heaven as iron and your earth as brass and your strength shall be spent in vain for your land shall not yield her increase. Neither shall the trees of the land yield their fruits. And if you walk contrary unto me. Now the word contrary here means hostile encounter. 
and it's used numerous times through this passage, the word contrary. He says, if you do not, uh, if, there, if you have hostile encounter towards God, God will have hostile encounter towards you and you don't want that. And if you walk contrary unto me and will not, there again, and will not hearken unto me, I, God, will bring seven times more plagues upon you to your sins. I, God, will also send wild beasts among you, which shall rob you of your children and destroy your cattle and make you few in number, and your highways shall be desolate. And if you will not be reformed by me, by these things, in other words, if that's not enough, but will walk contrary unto me, there again, if you still have a hostile attitude or a hostile encounter towards God, then will I also walk contrary to you. And you do not want God walking contrary to you. He will be hostile encounter, and that would be not good, to say the least. And will punish you yet seven times for your sins. And I, God, will bring a sword upon you that shall avenge the quarrel of my covenant. And when you are gathered together within your cities, I, God, will send the pestilence. He says, God will send the pestilence. Now, remember, pestilence is a deadly and highly infectious epidemic disease or destroying plague. But he says, I, God, will send the pestilence among you and you shall be delivered into the hand of the enemy. And when I have broken the staff of your bread, 10 women shall bake your bread and so on and so forth. And if you will not, for after all of this, hearken unto me, but still walking contrary unto me, then I, God, will walk contrary unto you also in fury. The word fury means anger, wrath, and furious. In other words, extremely anger. And I, even God, will chastise you seven times for your sins. You see how important it is to, to stay, get me on God's side and stay on. Now, the people that are watching this, I'm not, you know, it's not really probably applying to you, but there's many, 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 a big percentage of the people worldwide that it does. It very much it does. God's up there looking at all of us, all billions of us at once, and not just the believers that you and I know. But just to get an understanding of what has happened in the past and what could be happening today. But the, the good news is we have the protection of God as we've talked about in Psalms 91 earlier. Thank you for joining me today. I pray that wisdom will be in every decision you make and that God's goodness and blessing will be released into your life.